Welcome to Bonehead. Hey, you. Welcome to this, Bonehead. This is a very special episode of Bonehead where you should go. I'm on a highway to hell. Oh my no, no, no. God. They need to go Angus get their... Young or your Brian? Uh... I... Yes. <laughs> they need to go get their children. The good thing, gentlemen, it said hell. Hell is for children. So this is a very special episode. Last week, we talked about heaven and its representation in art, whether it be movies, television. James went on (laughs) 400 hours. I was wondering when that was going to (sighs) come. It always comes in threes. Pearls before swine. I guess. I don't know. I don't know anybody named Earl. I don't think you hear well. Or maybe I don't, I don't I enunciate. Pearls before swine. And I thought, I thought it was something like pearls. Can I talk like this the whole episode? I would yeah, love sure for you, you to talk like that the whole episode. Yeah, I don't know if you As long as you're up. trying to get gadget. So, uh, gentlemen, we did heaven. Now let's do hell. Well, I, and we'll so probably the, never get to choose betwixt the two. Hold on, get the lube. Um, do hell. Um, he said, let's do hell. Uh, he's stretching hell there. I bet that'll be a burning sensation. <laughs> now, oh. I have a confession. What STD does hell give me? All of them. <laughs> I have a confession after we get done with STDs. Do you guys like a lot of movies that take place in hell? Now that no, you I like, to look I- at it. I like mine a lot more, but I don't know that I like any more than I did the heaven episode. I like mine adjacent to it. I think the voyage there is fascinating. Yeah, because you're, I mean, there's Event Horizon and some of them that are on a lot of these lists. uh, Drag Me to Hell is on a lot of these lists, but there isn't any hell. You kind of get a glimpse of it in Event Horizon and a slight glimpse of the last, what, 25 seconds, 30 seconds? As she's yeah. being dragged into hell, which is I a can't cool believe scene. that shows up on a lot of lists because Google it's, it. not, it's not about hell. I mean, it's about the journey We're to get to Avoiding it. But I will say this. Her trying uh, to avoid it. By the way, so, spoiler so, alert, she does not avoid it. So what are we saying at the very beginning of this episode that much like with heaven, it's about the journey, not the destination. I mean, kind of, I, I mean, honestly, and, and when, as we progress forward, I mean, honestly, some of the, in terms of hell being portrayed, I prefer television's portrayal of hell. Hail. Yeah. I lost my breath and it turned into a really East country accent there. I don't um, know what country hail. <laughs> hail. I hear their bells are phenomenal, though. It's a lot of crystal meth and Trump flag. <laughs> Trump <laughs> Um, And then, uh, but, you know, also, too, it's not necessarily hell in movies, but the devil. Because, yeah, I, you know, yeah. It's all, well, you know. I actually didn't. So I think that that that's a whole other episode because there's a ton yeah. of movies I like and shows that deal with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, we need to do a devil episode. I, I don't I think, know. I think there's something innately fascinating about the devil as a character. Yeah. I mean, I don't want Lucifer to show up in my living room tonight. He's literally portrayed as a villain and an anti-hero, depending on which version you're talking about. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. Well, let's do a whole other episode on this. Yeah, yeah, I think we need to. Hey, James, why don't you spend the next six hours on the history of hell? Well, how about I start with, yes, let's talk. So, so, Chad, we uh, need less content if we wouldn't get in those Hollywood no's, which are, sure, I'll do your show. How about next week? Silence. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, let me get back to you. Let me get back to you. Yeah. I don't even get that. It's sure. Well, how about this time? Uh, so um, a couple of things. Uh, you know, for hell to be such a major player in the way that I was always yelled at at church, um <laughs> It, it doesn't pop up too. I mean, it's it's present in the Bible. Did you go read it, the whole Bible again? It does. Well, uh, yeah, I did a quick, uh, I skimmed. Uh, skimmed uh, well, that's what you did in eighth grade. And now look at you, you dirty, dirty sinner. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I, I've been told I'm heading there multiple ways. Uh, I believe women should, should be allowed to wear pants if they so choose. They, they oh, should my have Lord, to. I thought that was going someplace um, that it shouldn't go. What would they be wearing instead of pants, Chad, that you thought it was going? 
No, he was going to say something. I thought he was going to say something about women in hell. I'm like, oh, no, no, don't do that. No, no. That's yeah. not this show. I'm I'm equal opportunity. I believe everybody's going to. <laughs> anyway. women and men are both equally yeah. able to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. And he tells and them such. Yeah. It's actually my voicemail. Thank you for calling me. This is James. You can go to hell. You can go. Oh, or, or our new hell. Hail. Yeah. Hail. Yeah. Hail. So anyway. needs to, you need to write that book, Chad, where there's like there's different like and, and what it can be. Oh my god, you've just created Hank Williams Jr. Hail, which Hail. is which Hail. is of course New York City. Well, it's You're filled with it's filled with it's filled with women who are liberated and demanding their abortions now. <laughs> oh, oh remember that Joe went there. We, remember that entire thing where we was it was it see. liberated that bothered you? <laughs> I knew it would, you sexist bastard. You Remember know that entire series of abortions as you can, Chad. I don't understand why you stopped them. Uh, uh, anyway, you were saying the sketches we wrote about Republican hell that we never got Republican hell, Republican hell, Republican hell. hell. Yeah, yeah. And and nobody ever wanted us to do a sketch show because we tried one of them on our show and nobody, <laughs> no, no, fans, just it's your fault though. All anyway. I remember is it ended with three reading Anne Rand. That's all. <laughs> Well, as most things do. Anymore. Isn't that Republican heaven? Uh, I mean, it's, the exceptionalism thing? I don't know. I, I actually think there's a lot of people on both sides and a lot of Hollywood people that fall on that Ayn Rand bus. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah. That you is. know, somebody really recommended. Kevin Smith uh, is one. Uh, a couple people have really recommended saying, I think you'll really like it. And I never know whether I should be offended or whether they think I, there's a, whether they're complimenting me and saying, well, you're one of the exceptional ones. I don't know, I, but I'm always yeah, Brad like, Bird, Kevin Smith, uh, Brad, uh, Tomorrowland is almost the whole damn thing. Is that's what it is? And, and it didn't even occur to me that Kevin Smith was talking about exceptionalism and how it moves him. And then I started thinking about it, going, "Holy shit, that is what that movie's about." Keep going. But anyway, so so a little bit about hell, as mentioned in the Bible, um, we get Matthew thirteen fifty, which talks about a furnace of fire, weeping and gnashing of teeth. We get Mark 9:48, where their worm uh, does not die and the fire is not quenched. So evidently there's fire worms. Um, Revelations 14:10, he will be tormented with fire and brimstone. And all of that is saying that it is a conscious and constant torment. In other words, you don't get to forget it. You don't get to pass it out. You, don't, it's, you have to be conscious and it's constant. And it's also years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave, dogs and cats living together, mass mass hysteria. All right, I get the point. It's also eternal and irreversible. Eternal. Are we supposed to put that many E's before the eternal? Uh, here is the no. I'm trying. You want me to switch into Southern preacher? Well, I can do it. Hail. May I have your attention? He hoovered above me. <laughs> I could have. I could have went into it, but I just didn't have the oh, the, the need for money. That's another. Yep. Church, of the audience church of plum reckoning. Yeah, church of plum reckoning. Uh, uh, but it's so so. Uh, and the, by the way, there were some people. Now it's Q and on. that's true fucking homelander is 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 one of their people they're like holy shit that guy's got it right it's like oh my god he's a villain um (laughs) start watching church of plum record and following what the (laughs) hell would we do because we need the views i mean (laughs) i would try to slowly turn it toward good i guess i mean as many of those as i as good is it funny good is dumb (laughs) evil will always try because good, good is done. Um, but Revelations, Joe, gives us the most about how it's eternal. By the way, this is actually debated by some theologians on how serious or how, because there are some different um, sects, not sex, sects of Christianity that actually believe that eventually, uh, for instance, there are a, a small group that believe that once everybody in in hell is forgiven for their transgressions, they can be redeemed, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, obviously, that's not the way a lot of people interpret it, and that's why this is uh, Revelation, and a lot of people point to Revelations for that standing, saying, Revelations 14 and 10, uh, four, I'm sorry, 14 to 10, 14, 11, <laughs> the smoke... <laughs> 
I got I got tongue tied. I didn't do it with my fiery creature voice. Or team Kevin. <laughs> the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever, and they have no rest day and night. Revelations 2014 tells us they're smoking crack. This is the second death, the lake of fire. I'm sorry, the lake of far. The lake of far. Far. Lake of far. And in Revelations 2015. Which is now Lake Erie. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, that's right. If your name's not in the credit of the animated film, the book of life, just give up hope now. Start to sinning. Uh, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Now, that's the Christianity references. That's the most common references to anything like hell in the Bible. There's not a ton of them. But, uh, and I don't mean to, uh, to to cross some wires here, but it turns out we may have got some of our views of Christian hell from ancient uh, ancient societies. What? Because I know. I thought you were going to do like a Squidbillies. Was it ancient Babylon? It's not Babylonian. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's ancient Aramaic. I forget the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bunch of scribblings. Anyway. <laughs> These things are good. These things are gooder than they are. <laughs> I got snakes. Snakes is what I got. I got. Yep. Uh, so the ancient Egyptians had Amit. Um, which was the devourer of the dead, also sometimes called Amut or Ahamat. Or M. Emmett Walsh. But by the way, that was a demoness and a goddess. Not to she was, his name. She <laughs> was considered both a demoness and a goddess, and it turned out that she was made up of three parts, a lion, a hippopotamus, and a crocodile, and those were all chosen because those were the most lethal creatures, the most man-eating, quote-unquote, creatures, that the ancient Egyptians knew about. She was the devourer of souls and, or devourer of the dead, the eater of hearts. Was her back end, was her back end hippo? So when she pooped, she did that little tailspin. (laughs) I don't know, Jay. You'll have to look that up. Uh, She was, so her titles (laughs) included devourer of the dead, eater of hearts, and great of death. Um, You want to come into my territory? Well, and we called her Tandy. (laughs) <laughs> and so her job, it turns out, no, just was that this is for just if you were not uh, worthy of of going to the afterlife, which by the way, their their good afterlife was still just a field of reeds. I don't know, uh, but she just cast you into a pit of fire. Sounds a little bit familiar to what we did to not sinners. a ring. Um, no, yet. that's John, the the great uh, the great theologian John of Cash told us about that. Ancient Mesopotamia. <laughs> uh, states, states what they've got. Hebrew Lloyd. It's Hebrew Lloyd. This is that ancient Sumerian Hebrew Lloyd. Is the lie. Ancient Sumerian Hebrew Lloyd. I am so sorry to our um, By the way, is it they have they replaced him? And can I audition for that job? I don't I promise know. to not say anything batshit crazy about Darden ever now. <laughs> um. Well, now the rest of this episode is going to be drier than dirt. Uh, anyway, ancient Mesopotamians, they believed that the afterlife was underground yeah. in a deep, dark cavern floated yeah. beneath the earth where it was a shadowy version of life. So it was like earth, but it was everything was dark, everything was dreary. And it was, was it after earth? Because that's my form of hell. Have you seen that piece of shit with the Smith boys? Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the uh, uh, Earth 2, which actually I enjoyed uh, when it was on TV when I was a kid. As so it is, uh, it, this domain is known as Kerr, and it's oversaw by the goddess Ereskikogul. I'm mispronouncing that, I'm sure, but that's oh, how it looks. Okay. Um, all souls, though, went to the same afterlife. The difference was, much like the film Coco, is do your family remember you after you die? And if they did, they would actually pour water over your grave. And the reason for this was, in the afterlife, there was no water. The only people who got to drink were those that were remembered. So they, they would, they, uh, some of their burial sites, you can still find remnants. There was like a clay pipe that you could pour water down into the. the t- that seems like a flawed system. You could be a fairly decent person, and about three generations people are not going to remember you, but I guarantee Hitler's family is never going to forget <laughs> him. And he don't deserve no water. Now, maybe he gets urine. Like Maybe they just go and all... That's not mine. That's Hitler's urine. <laughs> anyway, um, the Aztecs, 
believed, and this is one of my favorites, believed that the dead traveled to Mictalon, a natural place found to the north. So they believed you just went north. So they went yeah, to Canada. Yeah. Uh, so evidently they in Canada. Dodgers. <laughs> evidently in Canada, there was a legend of a place of white flowers. It is con- There's a constant state of darkness, however. It was home to the gods of death, particularly, and I'm going to get this wrong as well, Mictalon Kutli and his spouse, Mictalon Kutalali. Uh, both of those, by the way, mean lords of death, just one's masculine, one feminine. Um, however, my favorite part about this gets to this. To get there, once you get there, everything's okay. It's dark, but it's okay. You're going to you get an afterlife. But you have to earn your afterlife of everything just being okay. And this is the part that I like, gentlemen. To get there, you have to pass by test. And I was like, I wish this was a movie because I'd sit there and watch this because it sounds crazy. Some of the tests you have to do is to climb a mountain range where the mountains suddenly just crash into each other. Okay, challenging, but it would look cool on film. You have to uh, cross a field where the wind carried flesh-scraping knives constantly blowing around you. Just knives, knives, knives. And my favorite, you've got to go across the river of blood filled with jaguars. Well, they're not European, otherwise it would be jaguars. Jaguars, jaguars, constantly. I just picture them doggy paddling, trying to in the river of blood. I, what are they doing? That kind of sounds like a quote from one of our friends. Uh, I would drag, I would drag my balls through a mile of glass just to hear her fart, fart over a walkie-talkie. <laughs> it wasn't balls. It was his, his, it was his member. It was his penai, right? Oh, it was okay. I think I, I dragged my Richard. <laughs> Let's just say Richard, because I won't say <laughs> Richard Dennis. Petty. Richard Petty. I mean, I've already said Smithmortion three times. Well, it <laughs> one more time, and you get a free one. <laughs> one more stamp, and you get a free Can item. you stamp my Smithmortion card? <laughs> and there's my hour in purgatory. <laughs> uh, um. Anyway, see, good is dumb. Uh, and I may be getting the pronunciation wrong on this. I don't want to offend anybody, but in Islam, and I, I'm sure I'm John Hun. John Hanam, John which Ham, is, which is related to the Hebrew word Hinnomon. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Sorry, there as well. It's the counterpart to heaven. It's divided into seven layers, which sounds awfully familiar to a certain inferno. Uh, it's filled with blazing fire, boiling it's a disco water, inferno, and other uh, and other torments. And finally, the last religion I'll do just to show that there's all different interpretations, but we do seem to have religions that value. A bad place. Uh, Zoroastrianism has historically suggested several possible fates for the wicked, including annihilation, which it seems like it might. What that the poor best he walked do to anybody? Um, uh, because your <laughs> options are. Know what the hell he was talking about? Your <laughs> options are. Did you know annihilation I, would be better than an eternity of burning? Non-existent. I, I think of dogma, right? Dogma. I mean, at the end, the best—they're they're kind of thankful that their punishment is nothing. I mean, it, it's nothingness. It's not nothing. They are punished. But anyway, um, because your other options are—and you're right, Joe—purgation in molten metal for eternity. Yeah. Uh, or other eternal punishments, and so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, other. <laughs> Now, the last thing I want to say, because as we get ready to talk about... Well, as a masochist, I can't wait. (laughs) Which is actually one of the points that a lot of people made. Uh, And and we'll talk about... And we'll get to uh, that to one of the movies I want to talk about in a minute. Because um, I want to very quickly, because most films and a lot of movies, matter of fact, one of the first silent films made in Italy, La Inferna, was an adaptation of Dante's Inferno. So before we go on, I'll knock out the history and the literary, at least the ancient lit- or the older literary, I should say, the classical literary. Real quick, Did you just if do you- that. No, I did the I did religious texts, sir. That's not that's not literature. Don't say it's oh literature. Oh my god! Don't say it to religion. Got to get this Miss Martian card stamp. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> it's literature. Those religious folks get real upset. Anyway, literature. Um, Dante's Inferno. Quick, or do draw a crowd. If you've never read Dante's Inferno, just an overview of the circles. Circle one is limbo. That's where there are virtuous pagans and the unbaptized who were otherwise good people. That's where you'll find places like uh, people like Plato, Socrates, Hippocrates. You know, they were pagans. They didn't know God. And babies. And, and, 
Still yeah, holding babies. Oh, you can't say, walk around was, limbo without tripping on four step or five babies. Baby. I See, I was going to go a little lighter and say and a lot of steel drum music. <laughs> limbo. I see what you did there. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Circle two is lust. And the punishment for lust, according to Dante's Inferno, is wind constantly blows you everywhere. So you can't be with anybody, right? I've been trying to get blown for a while. Keep going. I knew that joke was going to get made. By the way, if you are there, you'll eventually be almost said blown by blowing past you will be people like Helen of Troy and Cleopatra. So Helen of Troy and Cleopatra are going to blow me good. Episode three. (laughs) Level three, a circle three, I'm sorry, is gluttony. Ah, I've got that one too. The punishment for gluttony. Yeah, I was about to say. Now, do I have to tour? Or do they? I mean, do I get moved around anyway? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm probably. You spend eternity slowly rotting okay. while snow, ice, and rain—a perpetual wintry mix, if you will. Uh, <laughs> the worst. It's so slushy. <laughs> yeah, as you rot for eternity. Uh, but you also have to deal with the fact that a giant worm monster, Cerebrus, just watches you do it. He just sets and watches. Uh, circle four. Probably is Hagen dies. Fuck. <laughs> Little umbrella. So he I don't know where he's getting his arms from. Aren't arms? I don't know where he's getting his arms. I know. I just. I know it's in my head though. He's got a little umbrella over him. And he, I'm not out in that wintry mix. Mm-hmm. I'm slushy. I'm eating my ice cream since y'all rot. Hagen dies is really good. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you any though. You too gluttonous. You too gluttonous. You fat fuck. <laughs> I can't believe you've been rotting for 500 years. I still see cellulite. (laughs) We need to write that. That would be out. Still see it. Circle four. (laughs) Bonehead presents circle four. What? I already gave you Hagen Dawes. I'm sorry, circle three. Circle four is greed. That's what you have to spend eternity carrying boulders and other weights tied to your chest for eternally. But you also have to spend. It doesn't seem as bad as me there rotting with the snow and the. But who won't stop eating ice cream. <laughs> you also have to constantly haggle with people for more wealth, which it just adds weight to you. I just have too many jokes. Keep going. So it's Marley basically from the Christmas card. Level five is anger, which somebody actually pointed I'm sorry, a circle five, sir. It's technically anger. And somebody pointed out that if you're a pirate, the anger level is just great for you because you, you have to sell the river sticks and fight against other people. That's a, that's a pirate dream right there. I mean, if you can't die and you're going to continuously fight and have a good time, do you get to pillage and do all the other things as well? I, I, you have a, I mean, as long as you're worm angry. making comments. <laughs> do you still get scurvy? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna circle six. We're gonna have to go back and get a shitload of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're fighting for this week, boys. Uh, circle. Circle six is heresy against God. So if you said anything bad about God, uh, you get to spend eternity in a sealed tomb that is also constantly on fire. Which God? Well, the, the Christian God. The Inferno was written about heaven and hell. I just wanted to be specific. <laughs> Bob. I didn't want to piss off Fishnu or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Circle seven is violence. And, and I was like, anger is not violence. So violence is considered different for Dante. Uh, so if you could, and and this circle has three rings to it, the outer ring, which is considered the least offensive of violence, is if you murdered someone. Right. If you Not murdered someone, that. you just have to spend eternity slowly sinking into boiling blood. Just that's your punishment. The next ring of this circle is for people who committed suicide. And that's where you're planted as if you're a tree and you slowly become a tree-like thing that constantly has to bleed its own blood. Mm. Um, and the inner ring is for blasphemers who are violent toward God and, in a sign of the time, sodomites. And since they committed the ultimate violence against God by disobeying him, they get to constantly walk across a burning desert but don't worry, it also rains fire down upon them at the same time. And I miss you. Well, if you have a <laughs> nice asbestos umbrella, you're fine. Rain. And, and asbestos shoes, because you know the ground's hot too. Circle yeah. eight is for fraud. And this, by the way, was How called many circles are there? 
there's technically nine. Uh, some people debate he meant to have a tenth. I'll talk about it. We're almost done. Circle eight though has a name familiar to Spawn fans, Malbolgia. Yeah. Malbolgia actually means the evil pits when you translate it, and it doesn't have rings. What the way the pits are set up is there's just line after line after line of pits, and it's, these are for people that committed fraud. So, depending on what fraud you committed is what pit. And I'm not going to go through all the pits, but let's say, Joe, your fraud was, you know, flattery. Uh, so, you, you, you committed James, fraud. you're a handsome man. See, that's so here's what you're going to expect for that awful, awful lie. You now have to wade in trash and human excrement for eternity. I hope it was worth it. So, I'm going you to New York. Silver tongue devil. Devil. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, if big you, Texas ten four. If you were a pimp or a seducer and frauded women of yeah. their of their virginity, let's say, uh, you had to you got whipped. You get whipped by demons. demons oh, oh really? T- do tell them. Tell them more. <laughs> oh my! Speaking anyway, of silver tongue um, devil, sir. If you were a soothsayer who committed fraud by claiming you could predict God's future, yeah, uh, which of course was unknown to man. Uh, your punishment was they turned your head backwards so you couldn't even see forward to walk anymore. Unless you turned but around. You had to no, you have to walk backwards. Who, who's gonna make me? I'm not gonna go through the rest of them, but Chad never nine. walked like anybody anyway. Nope. Circle nine is the, the deepest, darkest I, I That's walk, where you will actually find is it the frozen one? It's where you'll find Dis or Satan or Elson or or whatever. Um, it's treachery and it's cold it is the opposite of what most people assume hell will be it is frozen and it's divided into rings and like i said some people debate the tenth or say there's 10 circles that's because actually the the innermost ring of the ninth level is where the devil is and he has three mounts and each of those mounts are dedicated to tormenting somebody that is the ultimate treacherous person one mount is constantly chewing on Judas. Yep. One mouth is constantly ju- uh, chewing on uh, Brutus. And the other one's talking about how Sally, Jesse, Raphael had some good points. Uh, and the last one is is uh, chewing on Gaius Cassius Longinus. It took 100, um, it took 100 and some blah, blah, blah episodes to get a Sally, Jesse, Raphael reference. In there. And so that being said, so the devil is constantly chewing on those. What's the last have, person he's asked chewing? Uh, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's Gaius Cassius Longinus, who was also involved in Julius Caesar's. My middle name was Longinus. I'm joking. Uh, no, it's, it's it's really not short timer. It's more like <laughs> stubbiness. Uh, anyway, but uh, by the way, I, I I wonder if that needs to be updated now because Dante said that those were the ultimate betrayers, and I think Judas probably still is not going to get a buy. But uh, of course, Dante chose those because they they ended unified Rome, which he saw as you know being Italian. You know, people weren't unified anymore in Dante's time. There was no you know united thing. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he, he saw that as the ultimate portrayal of man's potential that we couldn't unite as one country nation. Right. He didn't pay attention to the fact that Caesar united a lot of people by conquering them, but still, still. Um, so anyway, I wanted to do that because a lot of what we're going to talk about during the rest of this episode, which we have about 10 minutes left for, uh, <laughs> is going to touch on the biblical and Dante and stuff like that. So I just wanted to give the historical and the groundwork. I'm going to stop speaking now. And let somebody else have a chance. Well, why don't you get out of there and give someone else a chance? Well, curious. Back to our original point. I don't remember what it was, but I'm going to say that there's not a ton of movies that take place in hell that I like, but there is a sequel that I do like. I don't know that it's a very good movie. It's Hellbound Hellraiser Two, and it does take place in hell and it's a lot of mazes and they're trying to get it in the middle of it is leviathan yeah yeah i was about to say and, and that's one of the things that i had so one as i was doing my research what i realized i needed to do just to keep it straight in my head is divide how movies and books and and other things create hell yeah, yeah. And, and one of my categories was hell is a maze and of course that's where for me hellraiser 2 fell because you see that shot of it kind of at a Mm-hmm. it's not from above but it's at an angle and it's it's a maze there's no way there doesn't seem to be a way and everything's compartmentalized but mm-hmm. 
it's so yeah no i agree it, it's a cool it's got a lot of cool imagery it's not a bad sequel um i actually i hellraiser and hellraiser 2 fall in well no i like it better than phantasm but they fall in the same category of people remember it fondly it's but it, it's got a lot of cool imagery but there's don't think much. about it too much because that shit don't make any sense no even in its own world it doesn't make any sense but pinhead sure as shit is pretty cool right and it's cool to look at yeah. they weren't even called pinhead in the first one he's just called the lead cenobite that was just made up during marking what, what are you going to call it he's always got pins sticking out he said pinhead pinhead yeah uh, my, no, I, my idea of nail face didn't go anywhere. No. <laughs> Sorry. Get nailed this fall. Oh, I was kind of trying to Bob Vila. I was trying to think of a Bob Vila reference and I couldn't do it. So Bob Vila going wrong. So help, but I do enjoy, I mean, I never set her out and just to watch Hellraiser or Hellraiser 2. I think Hellraiser 2 plays slightly more linear if you haven't seen them in a long time than Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. But I, I love the imagery. In it. I can sit there and I, I like the Leviathan in the middle of it. It doesn't make any good sense, but I like a lot of the imagery and I like the, the I, but it's not necessarily scary. And that's a lot of problems I watch with these movies. I, I, I see their versions of hell and I don't think that's got to be the worst thing ever. Do you guys feel that way when you watch them? I mean, maybe that's no. because we lit. We just got out of Trump's America. No, but. I mean, the one thing, the the, you know, in terms of that one, I mean, no. But the the only one that really scared, in terms of if that is what hell is, I it would terrify me. Is uh, the uh, we brought it up last episode, but it's what dreams may come yeah I, I i thought you'd bring it back up again because yeah that that because his wife commits suicide his wife commits suicide so she goes to that that level of hell where she just sits in a broken crumbling house with no idea of who she is where she came from she just exists and she ain't turned into a tree that constantly has to bleed yeah and oh no she just she just sits in a, but imagine that living in a crumbling derelict house you don't know why you're there. You don't know who you are. You just know you're there. It's, that terrifies it's, me. Well, no, I, I was about to say, and I think that's it. I think, you know, when I think about things that truly terrify me, and I think I've said this before, I, I, probably on the show, but I mean, it is forgetting. It's, it's my memories. My, my, yeah. And so that is that's something that does, because, you know, break my arm and I'll be like, oh, my handwriting was crap anyway. I can yeah. use this dictate option on my phone, but but when you lose that ability to connect with others, really, and, and I and think that's one of the more terrifying things. So yeah, and I think that's one of, and honestly, I think that's one of Robin Williams' best performances, where he just like says, "I love you so much, I'm not leaving you," even though he knows if he's if he, while he stays there, he's going to become what she is, and you slowly watch him dissolve into nothingness, and it's just. Yeah. Yeah, it's it gives, right up there it gives with me Popeye. chills even even uh, to this day watching that movie. So, and you know him having to walk through all the faces to get to her. I mean, it's just seeing his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about that. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, he steps on his dad's face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if his dad wasn't such a floor mat. So we're not doing uh, our favorite ones. We're just having a conversation. Yeah, this, yeah. This is a movie that you both enjoy more than me. I like them. I haven't actually went back to revisit, and I haven't seen the new one. But what about Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Well, and I, that so I it, and I said I try to divide them up into themes, and I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey adds to a narrative that's seen in television shows as well, and and in a a few other films and things as well and that's the idea that hell is having to relive your worst moments right i mean stealing the easter basket from the the sibling and then all of that the different things there and we see that same version of hell in preacher mm-hmm. with hitler and, yeah. and being failed we see it in disenchantment where hansel and gretel have to watch you know each other get killed um if you haven't seen this in German, we see it in Event Horizon. Event Horizon, I mean, that's only part of it, but he has that entire thing where he has to do the, uh, Lawrence Fishburne has that great speech about, have you ever seen Fire in Zero Gravity? 
So when he starts to see his first glimpses of hell, he sees the guy that burned in the fire when he had to separate. And, and so having to relive your worst moment. And um, it's sort of a theme in, uh, as above, so below as well. This idea yeah, I that, that one. that's the one in Paris, right? Yeah, where they go down the catacombs and they're looking for uh, the Philosopher's Stone and, yeah. and all that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's an interesting idea because I think you know, I think so many of us do that anyway, but we, we can kind of distract ourselves from it. But if you couldn't distract, like I think about all the mistakes I've made in my life and you, you critique that and you think about it, and you, but you can get distracted by something else. But if you couldn't, if you had to constantly watch, as is shown in some of these movies, it pretty much in the film or you, in the case of Preacher, where he actually has to relive it day after day after day after day. Um, you're you're right. I didn't actually think of preacher James. I'm glad you brought it up, especially with the, the gun, the gunslinger guy. I mean, it just the walk back, the walk back with the family. Over and over. And over. And That's over a pretty again. good depiction of hell. I agree. Yeah. I mean, just that that you never get. It's always a new experience of horror, but you also know as soon as it's over, it's going to start again. Like there's something uh, tragic about that. And so I think that's one that does work on me over time is, you know, what if that is it? What if I have to relive, you know, everything I've ever done wrong, like saying, yeah, I'll do a podcast. So, I mean, there's just so much that we can look at there. Hey, Nothing? Nothing? Almost 170 episodes and we still think of two or three episodes every time we talk about it. Oh, I know. I know. I'm but just, uh, no, I know you're making a joke. Yeah. I just, I was kind of, that's one. And then I wanted to get back to the point of, a lot of movies talk about hell and they talk about where they're going to like drag me to hell or event horizon and they may show a glimmer but there's very few films that just take place throughout hell even the ones that do like constantine constantine has a cool version of hell to me yeah oh yeah uh, yeah I have, that's another one on my list yeah. yeah yeah but it's only probably what 10 15 minutes of the movie i actually read it I read a review of uh, and a commentary on it, and the problem somebody actually wrote the problem with Constantine is there's not enough hell. Mm-hmm. Those scenes when he's in hell, when he's reaching out to her in hell, when he's yeah. and and you see this kind of irradiated earth, like it's one step away from our reality. Right. It is. It's just you know it's oh we're we're here and it's you tilt this way and you're gonna see it. And those black, uh, the black winds that blow and the almost irradiated feel everything have and those demons that are just, I mean, they're cr- scratching and clawing after. And there's that scene where they're literally trying to claw up to him. It's, it's a really effective scene. And so somebody recently wrote, I wish there was more hell in Constantine. And I think Constantine also, and, and we'll talk about when we talk, do an episode about the devil that we've talked about, but a lot of these are benefited by who their devil is yeah yes and and that's that's true about tv shows and movies and and books and how do you portray the ruler of hell yeah and i was just going to say you know you you with constantine's hell you see that constantine's hell and it's dark it's it's actually pretty cool visually but then you have the constantine television version of hell which you see in legends of tomorrow and it's literally, oh, it's we landed in hell. It's an industrial site that's at nighttime. And then if it's not there, it's, ooh, it's a shady bar with some extra green lighting. I mean, you know, yeah. That's a budget thing, though, don't you? It's, it's a totally a budget thing. <clears throat> yeah. But, you know, you have two versions of Constantine's hell, and you've got which one's better. But, you know, in terms, you know, in terms of where a movie that takes place in hell that I think does – a pretty good job of hell and is entertaining South Park bigger longer and uncut I actually that was the next one I was going to yeah I mean that honestly is my f- favorite version of a, of a feat of a movie hell because and it takes place a quite a bit in there so and then oddly again it oddly gives us this ruler of hell who wants out of there yeah if only I could be up there yeah uh, up there up there so now that we've talked up there there is so much room we've talked go ahead well i was gonna say so we've touched on this already so one of the divisions that i put under constander is this idea of a burning hell 
there's mm-hmm. fire, there's all of that stuff. And, and a couple other things that fall into there is that's what we do see of hell in Drag Me to Hell. Yes. We see the fire. We see That's really all we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm the only one that's going to bring this up, so I'm going to go ahead and do it under the burning uh, claws. Uh, dog hell from All Dogs Go to Heaven. I was about to talk about that. Features fire and demonic creatures, kind of a dragon-like thing yeah. uh, that is after him. Mortal Kombat, the video game series, not so much the movies, um, but it talks about the nether realm, which is defined in the game through dialogue. It's the fiery depths of which, uh, of which are inhospitable. Uh, sorry, of which are inhospitable to all but the most vile, a realm of demons and shadowy warriors. And then um, I've got to mention the last fiery hell that that comes up, and I mentioned it last time too. When we talked about heaven, as far as um, how Futurama shows it, Robot Hell. I rewatched the episode today so I could read the chart. <laughs> Robot Hell. When Bender is sent to Robot Hell, and he's That's another one of on, my favorite devils, by the way, on yes. the spinning on the spinning wheel. Have you ever noticed what's actually written on the wheel? He he lands on deep fry, and they deep fry. It is deep fry bake parboil, fricassee, which is misspelled, by the way, in the episode, saute, and the last one is actually pleasant massage. <laughs> <laughs> I never read the entire hey, wheel that they spit him on. And, and um, you know, um, about Robot Hell, I love the song where it says, you'll pay for every crime, knee-deep in electric slime, you'll suffer till the end of time, enduring tortures, most of which which rhyme. <laughs> actually, my favorite part about that song is... Um, I forget the lead-in lyric, but basically Bender sings, there must be someone worse than I, and the devil, robot devil just goes, there really isn't, we look. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that response. We actually look. There's not, you are the worst robot ever. So, um, and if we go So through- that burning hell is, is, is a trope, and again, it goes back to those biblical references early on and even the ancient Egyptian, but we do see that in film still. I mean, and, and video games and, and cartoons and everything. Well, and that's what I want to talk about next is cartoons, because I think there's probably just as many cartoons that deal with hell, vicious hell, than there is movies or, or close. And it goes all the way back. There's actually, there's the Disney one called Hell's Bells from 1929. It's yeah. pretty violent and it's filled with demons and fire. Playing, uh, playing the, the um, on the rib cage. On the rib cage. That's right. Of, of the condemned. They would never do that in Pixar today. No. Or will they? We'll ride at Pixar. All Dogs Go to Heaven's another one. I mean, there's just been a ton of animated cartoons that have dealt with the devil and fire and flames. I mean, from Bugs Bunny to all the way back to Disney. Yeah. And that just killed it. So sorry that the conversation just kind of died No, no, no. But again, I, I think then it's still the fiery hell, right? When they go down or whatever. Yeah, the spawn um, is still a fiery hell, right? Yep. Even in the comic book, in the movie, it's a really shitty CGI where they just kind of fall. I believe it's called, it's considered some of the worst CGI in cinema history. Animaniacs. And they basically just kind of roll out of the fireplace. Do I remember that correctly? Yes. Yes. In the room. Animaniacs a, boy, has an entire episode where they fight the devil. Uh, and the devil eventually, let, you know, just go. We, I don't want you here. And it's because they keep, I think, it, I think at one point they accidentally turn out um hell's pilot light and yes he can't figure out do you know how hard it is to reignite this place so i mean the 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 you're right though the 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 presence in cartoons and and not and so again, much anymore but because we are we're raising a generation of pansies i don't know does veggie tales deal with it i haven't I i've never know. seen veggie tales well, I what saw, is the devil in VeggieTales? Well, somebody, if you're watching this and happen to be a VeggieTales scholar, will you go on Twitter at, at Bonehead Weekly? Yeah, tell, tell us, us what the devil looks like. What is is, is, it, is he? Is I, I I know there is a tomato, but I think he's good. And there's a is it like? Number. Is it a kiwi? I bet the devil's. A kiwi. I was going it to seems say. Like, I was going to say something uh, fruit. Something's up with that. It's going to be a damned persimmon. Oh oh, <laughs> it would actually be a damned persimmon. Persimmon. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Here comes that damned persimmon. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can say it because it's accurate. <laughs> so hold on. Let me go back to my list as I was looking through. We've talked about Constantine. Uh, the cell is another version, but I don't know that that's necessarily hell. 
it's so, his mind's hell, it's, right? It's I mean, mind's it's, it's hell, it's, right? It's, it's the hell created by a criminal mind, a criminal mastermind, perhaps. With a mind. Yeah, and I like Kingpin the cell, and I don't think a lot of people still talk about it. But I don't know that, the, and I don't know that it's it's hell for her. I don't know that yeah. it's his own hell as much as he is God in it. No, but I, I'm just glad that you've made given me a chance to say that everybody should check out Hell in the Cell. So wrestling. Another one I that it was on several lists is Legend. So, but I don't think they're actually in hell. Well, I, a lot of people have you said, think, you know, they wanted something family friendly, so they make him the Shadow Lord or whatever. The yeah. darkness. He's the, the darkness. darkness. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, you could read that as, I mean, an allegory for hell. I think now. Does it yeah. spell out that it has to be? No. Could you? I, Absolutely. And I really never interpreted it that as hell. It was just a fantasy world where the, you know, it's there's a big ass demon. There's a big ass demon. There is a torture area, but it's not. I never really envisioned that as hell because you don't have to die to go there. You're just yeah. It's you got go through it. You go it. you go over a bridge and it, hey, it, you're here. It's got unicorns. I took the wrong yeah. turn off this turnpike. <laughs> hey, red gentleman. <laughs> Pardon me, sir. I was looking for the enchanted uh, uh, fairy of leprechaun gumdrops. And by the way, you talk about a movie. He charges that, an extra 20. Talk about a movie when you watch it as older and you realize there's not much of a plot there. Legend there's no the, plot. There's, there's very none. little script. Yeah. It's just. Uh, Remember I, when we talked about Goonies, gentlemen? <laughs> oh, it's just Ridley Scott saying, boy, that shit looks cool. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. In all fairness, I, though, I better how many has Tom Cruise? How many things are made that way that I we agree. do enjoy? I, I, I mean, once again, Joe, what's the great story about? There's no fog in space. No, yeah, well, because he did it over the credits of Alien. It's like, but there would, there's no atmosphere in space, Mister Scott. There is now, man. Just <laughs> yeah, think it's I mean, one of the most director lines of all time. Him and that Monte Cristo that he chewed, that not that he's dead, but that he chewed all the time. Um, um so go ahead chad no i was just gonna say one uh, again this falls into it's a really t- cool depiction of hell but it's literally five seconds the frighteners yes you know i, I had a category for that because i think it functions the frighteners like, is more in heaven than it is in hell yeah, yeah but i think frighteners the brief glimpse you get of hell is organic and i think that's interesting choice because if you go back and watch it the, 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 it's worms, right? The it's por- worms yeah, it's, that go it's, in through their every orifice and pop out. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, there's tentacles and it's a and basically it looks like a meat tube. Where it's a portal to heaven, it's a white light. It's not. It's a meat tube. It is a meat tube. Watch the movie again, sir. It looks like I, a tube I, of meat with worms in it. I don't disagree. I just like it when you say meat tube. Well, you probably identify with it because I did say meat tube with worms in it, sir. See a doctor. Hashtag meat tube. <laughs> anyway, I think we found the name of this episode. Uh, anyway, probably not. It may get us hits, just not the ones we want. Oh, damn QAnon on and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it is. It, so I, I agree, Chad. It's only there five seconds, but it's a very striking image. And it's when we, I was writing this up, I was like, that is probably the most organic looking hell. I mean, it looks like. It's creepy. Yeah, I mean, it's... And for the time that it's on the screen, it's really effective. Oh, and yeah, I mean, it looks like a... Uh, it looks like a Satan's colon. It, with and there's, there are plenty of movies with hell where there is a longer sequence and it does not have that impact that the Frighteners did. So I, it has to be mentioned when we talk about this. Um, and then we got it. So we, we got to go away from the serious and we do got to talk briefly about one movie. Oh, and, does it have that one guy that Dave, my friend Dave <laughs> told me, is always going to be better than me because he's got money. Yep. Yep. We are of course talking about Adam Sandler's little Nicky. Little Nicky. Little it, Nicky. Is it bad that up until a point that was my favorite Adam Sandler film? <laughs> No, I think it's the, one of the off-ball ones. I uh, it's I just don't particularly. You think it would have got made with anybody but Adam Sandler, like no. at, at no. that time, like that's an Adam Sandler vehicle. Yeah, love it or hate it, 
but it's an Adam Sandler movie. Right. I mean, you got Kevin Nealon growing boobs on his head. I mean, and then Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> having his way with it. <laughs> uh, Tarantino has a jacked up cameo. Yeah. We're all going to die. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just not a huge Adam. For you people out there who don't know this, I think I've shared it before. Not a huge Adam Sandler fan. As I've gotten older, I am in that that boat as well. As a as a younger person, I was a huge Adam Sandler fan. Not so much now, unless ugh, it's more serious stuff I enjoy. Punch you know, Drunk I, Love I'm, and the insanity that is Uncut Gems. I've got to be honest though. He's striking a chord now. Uh, what's what's the one Halloween movie he did? Huey, Hubie Huey. Halloween. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it now because it's something I watch with my kids that that works. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's great, but he has he's almost hit an earnest top level when he does stuff like that to where I'm like, yeah, forgettable. There's a couple giggles in it. My kids though think it's really funny, and that's good enough. Like you know, yeah. it, it. So I, I give him credit because he is he has uh, he is adapted with the times enough, or he's adapted as I have aged to where now I can watch him with my kids. So I appreciate. But here's here's a to go back to the horror films a little bit. Here's another one that deals with hell a lot, but it's not really hell, and they don't really go to hell to the end. And it's, do you guys ever watch any Lucio Fulci films? Fulci. Yeah, any of the Living Dead, House by the Cemetery, mm-hmm. The Beyond deals with it too. But it's only once again, damn it! In the last five or ten minutes, or in the hotel, I clearly think that hell is coming through the hotel out into the world. But to, when they actually go to hell at the end, it's only like the last five minutes. Which once again, like we like I said to Chad, probably is a budget thing. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna shift and like uh, one movie or one book. I want to talk about one novel, and James has read this novel, so he can back me up on this. If it was made into a movie, I think it would be a great representation of hell. Richard Cadre's Sandman Slim series. Oh yeah, has a, yeah. Has a great. If you, if you haven't read it, check it out. He has a great uh, environment that hell takes place in. I mean, it's it's literally L.A. and hell. That's all. That's it, there's highways and byways. It's uh, it's it's chaos. I have the first five books signed on my bookshelf over there. Yeah. So James, do you? Th- I mean, do you think that's a great representation of hell in in novels? I think Cause... that's I think that's a really really good one. I think, and I think he it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a great character, too. Um, it's really compelling. You know, another one, and I, since you brought up a book, I want to bring this up. Anybody remember any of the Barlow's Guides, Wayne Barlow, but he had, like, Barlow's Guides to Extraterrestrial, Barlow's Guide to Demons, Barlow's Guides to Men. He was, he's an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he finally wrote a book, and, and Del Toro's got a great blurb on it from Del Toro, and I would love to see Del Toro make this into a movie. God's Demon. Wayne Barlow is, like I said, he's an artist. He did the art, which you probably can't see on the cover, but it's yeah. God's demon is about a demon in hell who slowly starts to realize he doesn't want to be in hell. And he's basically a sergeant in Satan's army. Well, Satan has disappeared. Nobody can find him. And all these other lesser demons are fighting. What I honestly, I really enjoy this book, but there were a couple times when I was like, I am not a theologian. I'm not a biblical scholar. Like Abaddon, it talks about how if 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 Satan doesn't want to punish you because you're that bad, you have to go to Abaddon's pit. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to look up Abaddon. Abaddon's pit, by the way, was the pre-hell hell. It's where the souls that before Satan got tossed out, if you had to be punished. So Abaddon's pit is actually the lowest level of hell. It's a fascinating book. It's got a lot of references. And ultimately, it's called God's Demon. Ultimately, it's about redemption. Um, and it's it's a pretty lengthy book. Wayne Barlow wrote it. He said he'd been doing art for years, but Del Toro's uh, commentary on it was it's, uh, just an extremely fascinating book, and uh, Booklist actually said that it's a fascinating novel that will ring true to anyone who has ever hoped for forgiveness. Um, what's interesting about this, though, and the reason I wanted to bring it up and I bothered to lay my copy out so I'd remember to bring it up, is the way punishment is meted out in hell. And the way it talks about it. So um, along with Sandman Slim, the way it talks about hell is hell constantly has to be built. What do you need to build it? You need souls. But not only do you need souls to physically build it, 
you need souls to be the structure. So depending, basically you work until you can't work anymore and then you spend the rest of your torment is actually being the structure that people walk on or the buildings. And so you have constant pressure upon you. And Barlow does a much better job showing how much suffering that would be. I mean, you can imagine being nailed into place knowing that you're going to be a bridge and that literally these demons, you're over a lake of fire constantly. It's, it's pretty compelling stuff. So I agree, Sandman Slim is probably where I'd start. But if you want a very interesting take on hell that brings in uh, Judeo-Christian beliefs and some of these other religions and actually tries to merge them together. And if you actually go to his website, he has tons of art he did for this book that isn't in this book. You can look at it for free, but it's pretty compelling stuff. Mm. It does have one of Abaddon's pit too, which is terrifying. Um, so yeah, God's Demons is another one. But yeah, Sandman Slim, as far as having an earthly version of hell, I agree, Chad. I think that's probably one of the most compelling views because it messes with everything that you think about you know the afterlife that you're going to get out of the rat race and now nah, it's waiting for you all right guys we're starting to wind it down here a little bit is there another couple points you've got well, so, I, go, go ahead, ahead Jeff. Well, i was just going to go into tv okay uh james brought up robot hell um but there are two there are at least two good depictions of hell um from tv um that should be we should discuss uh again i know i'm the only one who's seen it but the good places depiction of hell i think again is just they do a great depiction of it a comedic version of it as well but also serious right um i don't want to give too much away because it's a huge plot point of the show happens at the end of the first season right yeah you figure out um yeah uh so i don't want to give too much away but it 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 does it's you you think everything is hunky-dory but in reality you're not you're living in hell and this is why you're living in hell um but what it but i do want to talk about something that it actually uh takes i I believe it takes away from and um a lot of pop culture has taken from this one story um twilight zones a nice place to visit yep I think a lot of today's depictions of hell come from this episode of Twilight Zone. Yeah. And I don't think it gets the credit that it deserves. Uh, if you haven't seen a nice, pla- a nice place to visit, it's about a thief who dies. Yep. And he thinks he's in heaven. He's, he's at a casino. He's every game, every, every game he plays, he wins. The women flock to and adore him. And it just keeps going on and on and on until he is so overindulged. He doesn't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then that's where he finds out you're in hell. Yeah. yeah. This is hell. This, you this get I, everything you ever wanted to yeah, access. I, I popped that into my list is this idea that hell is heaven, right? That, that this, this idea that, and there's another Twilight Zone that plays with that a little bit, though not directly and ends much happier. Uh, the hunt. And if you, the Hunt's not as well known an episode. It's not considered one of the classics, but it is about a guy that goes hunting and his wife uh, takes his old dog and goes hunting and his wife says, I've got a bad feeling. I don't think you should go out. And the dog chases something into a lake. He goes after the dog because the dog's going and he ends up, he wakes up the next morning and he's next to the lake. He goes back to his farm. His wife can't see him and they're talking about his wife. Uh, people start to show up and say, sorry to hear about all of this. And then he starts walking down the road because he knows something is off and somebody stops him and is like, oh, you can go ahead and come in. You need to come in here. This is where you need to go. This is heaven. This is the Elysian fields. This is every, you'll get everything that you want. And as he starts going, he goes, wait a second, the dog comes too. And, and the guy, the gate goes, no, no, no. Somebody will come along for him later. Uh, dogs don't go to this heaven. They get their own heaven. They go to doggy. I mean, I'm, I'm simplifying it somewhat. And he goes, well, if they, you won't let my hunting dog in, I ain't going to go. It's a very, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, what you, yeah, I remember. Odd story. And, and then at the, he finally goes, well, I'm not going to go in. And he walks on down the road. And then, of course, he, he comes to another field. And they go, you can go in. And he goes, I ain't going in if my dog can't go in. He goes, of course your dog can go in. And he says, well, this other fellow wouldn't let my dog go in. And he goes, that's because that's hell. <laughs> he goes, because they won't let dogs in because they can smell the brimstone. And it's, it's this idea that, you know, one, that you, there's not much that could separate them in some way. Um, 
and and so yeah again chad actually i had on my list even though i'm not i'm i've watched the first episode i need to finish it but um the good place i had on that idea of of hell is heaven in some ways so yes yeah i, I just want to bring up the hunt yeah. it's a lesser known episode but. and and then there the final uh i can wrap up on this one uh one of the best depictions of hell in television and I discovered this in a hotel room with James after a lovely night of laughing at John Cleese and Eric Idle and some having some good old barbecue. Your pretty face is going to hell. <laughs> yeah. It is a great depiction. So imagine hell is like working in a, you're a demon, you have a cubicle. Yeah. Your computer is a sentient demon who spits out disc that cuts you in two <laughs> the break room is literally a meat grinder that you have to go into and it just grinds you yeah up and the devil you. comes up and goes i think you need to go take a break in the break room no i'm good i'm good i'm good no uh, no you gary, little... gary you need a break gary you need a break <laughs> i'm really good i don't need a break <laughs> oh the adult and, swim cart car it, no it's live oh, action live yeah, action live action um which with some I, interesting animations occasionally but yeah 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 so. um and you know there's third depictions of you know the being you know the tortured areas there's uh there's the there's the lake of shit that <laughs> there's having to be the, the devil's urinal yeah like your face has to be in the urinal so he can literally forgive me piss on you that, that that's your job like yeah oh, okay James, i just said lake of me. shit i know <laughs> Um, he just wanted forgiveness for peeing on me, and he doesn't understand that that's what I wanted all along. <laughs> I keep wondering why you hand me those 20s as I leave, but I don't want to cause a scene. Uh, I will shower you with green if you shower <laughs> me with yellow. But uh, Gold, no, you're pretty face of going to hell. I, I think, honestly, a great show crammed into what 12 minutes. And there's there is a lot. Of, I mean, there's a couple times where you're like, oh my god, that is actually suffering. Like, the amount of times that he lets him get close to somebody that he knew when he was alive, just to like, uh, th there's an early episode, I think it's the first season, where literally the devil's having a, a completely sex-based relationship with his ex-girlfriend and, and makes him go watch. Yep. <laughs> and, and tells him, it tells, her, uh, tells him, yeah, I'm going to break it off next week. I just wanted to see if I could do it. Well, that'll devastate her. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's. And, and by the way, I put this as my final category. I was going to bring up, so this worked out really well. You're welcome. The idea that hell is a bureaucracy or a state of boredom in an office is is its own commentary. Uh, we see this in actually it was my first on this list. Your preface is going to hell, but we also see it in things like deconstructing Harry. Yeah. Uh, the Far Side. Gary Larson's comic, there are a ton of those where you get like nerds in hell where it's like hot enough for you. This idea of all of that stuff. And even in the, the, I just started laughing again. <laughs> the, the cartoon just pictured in my head. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, the show Reaper, it's the idea that the portal to hell is at a DMV. He has to drop off the, yeah. the whatever he has to do. Uh, and there's a couple books. I wanted to bring up this description. So Lev Grossman wrote a series, a trilogy called The Magician's uh, one of the books is The Magician King, where they go down to hell, and it's basically a waiting room with board games. And I, I wanted to read a little bit of an excerpt from his description, where they try to interview one of the shades, is what it's called. It's not a spirit or a soul, they call them shades. And the shade is just sitting there, bored to death, playing solitaire. And they ask him what it's like, and here's his quote. This whole place, it's like somebody tried to make it nice with all the games and stuff, but didn't quite care enough to think it through, you know? Who wants to play games forever? I'm just so bored of everything, and I haven't been here that long. You don't even get powers. I'm not even see-through. Like He's like, ah, if I was a ghost, I'd be see-through. I could not. No, he's not. Um, because, you know, that would be cool or whatever. And uh, So then they say, what else can you do besides the games and such? Not a lot. You can talk to the other shades. There's nothing to eat, but you don't get hungry. A few people fight or even have sex or whatever. And you can totally watch them do it even. But after a while, I mean, what's the point? It's just the new people who do it as time goes on. And so this idea that hell is 
one step away from what we have to do, the bureaucracy that we deal with, the standing, the waiting. I think even Supernatural, near the end, there is an update to hell where they add a line that you have to stand in. You know, this idea that monotony is what hell will be. Yeah, you may be burning, but guess what? It's going to be the same burning every day. It's going to be the same. You're going to have to work to do nothing, or you're going to have to be distracted by nothing. There is nothing to engage you. There is nothing to be involved in, and everything is going to be the same for eternity, which is also, by the way, one of the critiques that some books have made about the concept of heaven, that, you know, if everything is perfect, that's going to be really, really boring. Matter of fact, the last reference that I will make uh, to heaven and hell is if anybody has ever read, there was a, a comic book uh, that was actually a comic book. It was, a, it was meant to be humor, humorous called Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. And at one point, Johnny dies and he's sent to hell, but they don't want him in hell because he causes too many problems. So he gets sent to heaven. And when he's in heaven, they say, well, this is heaven. Well, what can I do? This is heaven. You can do whatever you want. So he starts making people's heads explode because he gets bored and he gets cast out of heaven and has to go back to earth. And, and so I think that's one of the big commentaries that we see in this dialogue about heaven and hell and all of this as we get ready to wrap up these, this two-part about heaven first and then hell is that wouldn't either way it eventually get tiresome, boring? I mean, uh. don't we need something if there is an afterlife um it it's ghostbusters part three <laughs> hopefully yeah well um, eventually well yeah i i truly it is beyond our imagining yeah yeah I, and i think that's one of the challenges and i give credit to all these people that we've mentioned for even trying to figure out how do you envision it right i mean what does it look like? Yeah. And so I, I think that, you know, I don't have I'll a, tell you what it to... doesn't look like supernatural is hell where it's just kind of a place where it's about three sets. Yeah. Yeah. Budget. Budget. <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else? No, I no. I... The hell out of this. Oh, you know how you get holy water, Joe. You got to boil the hell out of it. Ah, I was so going to beat the hell out of it. Boil makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, water won't sit still. So, by the way, that just recapping the way I had it classified, and y'all touched on all of them, was that hell is reliving your worst moments. There's that version. There's yep. the obvious burning version. There's the bureaucracy and boredom version. The maze uh, that it's like heaven. It's, except it's too good to be true and that idea that there's something organic about it from frightness that's actually everything that i had in mind and we've already hit it all all right so how are we going to fill the next 40 minutes to make this two hours long we do not and our audience will be so happy and proud you boys uh, we're trying to give this. we're trying to give them a taste of hell here i'll read we're trying to give them every bit of the entertainment that they paid for yep no refunds no refunds <laughs> All right, it's been Bonehead. Please share and subscribe. <clears throat>